you shared with me that you're an introvert. Tell us a little bit about what that's like and what it was like when you were growing up being an introverted person and how that could be misconstrued to other people. It's interesting. So you've coupled that with someone who's tall. Growing up, I was, you know, always the tallest person in my class, tallest girl by far. I am not the person who can walk up and just start a conversation with someone, you know, at a cocktail table at a networking event. For me, that is me like sitting in my car for a couple of minutes, almost like psyching myself up to be able to walk in there and be like, okay, you can do this. It's an hour. You can talk to people for an hour and then you can go home and you can have quiet. So for me growing up, it was always a thing of people actually looked at me and thought like, oh, she's kind of like stuck up and either my parents or a friend would have to be like, oh no, no, she's not that way at all. She's just very, very introverted. Welcome to Unscripted Pivots. I am your host, Danielle Sproles. Today, we're going to meet Jessica Quesada, the powerhouse behind Div Industrial, straight out of Irvine, California. Founded in 2022, Div Industrial has quickly made its mark, offering unparalleled solutions in both commercial and industrial real estate and logistics. At the heart of this impressive firm lies the formidable experience of Jessica. From property manager to VP and now co-founder of her own game-changing industrial real estate firm, Jessica's journey in commercial real estate is straight up goals. Oh, and she was recently named a 2023 Woman of Influence by Globe Street. Pretty cool, right? Dive in with us as we chat with Jessica about all things real estate. Jessica, welcome to Unscripted Pivots. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh, no. I, You know what? When we met, so just to give our listeners some background, um, I had the benefit of seeing Jessica on a panel discussion in a commercial real estate setting uh, twice. Once when she was with a different firm and then just recently and both times I just thought I have to know this woman. So I invited her to lunch and we got to chat and I got to know her a little bit more. And, you know, it goes to show the purpose of this podcast is to really uncover who the woman behind all the success is. And it was such a delight to get to know Jessica a little bit better. And I am so excited to have you here and just talk about all things real estate and beyond and beyond. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So there you are. You are one busy woman traveling constantly uh, around <laughs> yeah. the country <laughs> yeah, with Div Industrial and all the goals that you know, you've employed in just a short time. Tell us a little bit about like what's happening right now. And I know you have a couple of projects already underway and it's only been a year. <laughs> it's been a year, I know. Yeah. It's been a crazy year. Um, so yeah, we launched Div Industrial um, last year, myself and my business partner. Launched last summer. And in that short time, we have gone under contract on our first project that we own outright, which is out in um, Las Vegas market in Henderson. And then we are due to close on our second project in the Phoenix market in Goodyear in the next uh, 45 days. So it's been, it's been a crazy year. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a wild ride, a lot faster than we thought the company would take off. But um, it's an exciting time in industrial real estate, especially in the Southwest market. And we're, uh, we're excited to be a part of it. Well, you've been networking all your life, right? Has, True. So yeah. have the principals in your firm. So Absolutely. you're leveraging those relationships and the reputation that you both, well, more than both, there's a few of you that are principals yeah. that you have earned. But you're talking about a fast-paced beginning, right? Mm -hmm. But come on, 
You're you you're used to fast pace, Jessica. I mean, if we look <laughs> at just the last three years of your life, okay, tell us a little bit about all that's occurred and how it's gone down. <laughs> Do you want the personal and the professional? <laughs> we got some juice here. It's yeah. a little juicy. Yeah. So also in that last year, <laughs> um, got married <laughs> to my business partner. So in yeah. you know, in the span of a year, we launched a business, then got married. Um, I became a stepmom to three kids in that time. <laughs> so it was, you know, start a new business, get married, instant family. And so now juggling like so many balls that I didn't even know, you know, I could do at the same time. And yeah, and to your point about relationships, just going back to that, absolutely. Like the, f- the thing I love most about the two deals we're doing right now and just our company in general, neither property was on the market for sale. Every single project, almost everything we've looked at, honestly, has come to us from broker relationships, right? So it's relationships Mm -hmm. that myself, my partner, we've built just in the industry and they've come to us and said like, hey, we know you guys are starting out. We know you guys are, you know, can be creative. Take a look at these few things. They're off the market. Are you interested? And almost every single time we've been like, yes, like we're absolutely interested. So it's definitely, definitely a relationship business to your point. And yeah, personal and professional. <laughs> and I think we, uh, we blur those lines in a way that we actually really enjoy, right? When we're getting together with our brokers, we're talking about family and talking about life. We're not just saying like, tell us about the market or what's going on. It's like, hey, how's your family? Like, how was your vacation? So it's really, you know, personally and professionally, it's all kind of blended together to be kind of what it is now, which is super fun. Well, I mean, that's terrific, right? Because Really, when when you when you take what is your package deal as a married couple, as co-founders of Div Industrial, and then you bring out that synergy and persona to the clients, you're actually humanizing the interaction with them, and you're letting them see they're they're being seen in a unique way, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just yeah. so cut and dry. And I think that that probably has elevated your success as quickly as it's been occurring. So I mean, I think that's the coolest thing. No, I totally agree. But, with you, you know, that's been the last couple of years. Right now, you've become a mom, you've become a wife, you've become a co-founder <laughs> of a thriving business. Right? <laughs> uh, you, you're going to have to share some secrets. I, I just want to quickly visit because we love to talk about unscripted pivots on this podcast, right? Hence the name. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was always that real estate was your calling, right? Yeah. It and wasn't. so behind every successful individual, you know, we have a why behind their career choice. And what I want to know from you today, Jessica, is why did you decide to delve into commercial real estate? Where was the pivot that it happened there? Yeah. So if I go all the way back, um, I grew up here in Southern California in Orange County. Wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do after high school. Decided to go to junior college for a couple of years. I fell into a fashion merchandising program of all things, which I absolutely loved. I was ready to go. I went to New York. I saw like what fashion week was like. And I was just like, okay, this is me. Like I love school. It's so much fun. Fast forward two years. I have a summer job at a real estate property management real estate firm. It was commercial at the time, but I had this summer job. I worked for this woman who I just thought was so dynamic, so polished and professional. And she was just carried herself just like so eloquently. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like I want to be her. Like, I just want to be her when I grow up. Like I want to work in real estate. Like she just is confident. She was tall like me. I'm 5'11". So seeing another woman. Uh, You are. um, For me, it's like, it can be like, I kind of feel self-conscious about myself. So seeing her just be like tall and confident, I was just like, oh my gosh, I want to be this. So fast forward to the summer, I go to my parents and I'm like, I don't think I want to go back to school. I want to stay working in this business. I enjoy it. I'm making money. My friends were still all still in school. 
uh, for a couple more years. And meanwhile, you know, I was getting a good paycheck every, you know, then I thought it was an amazing paycheck, (laughs) you know, every two weeks. I loved it. I bought my own car. I bought my, you know, my own things. I loved it. And my parents, to their credit, were like, okay, you know, if you're going to work, we're 100% fine with that, but you've got to, you've got to be working. You can't, you know, just stop going to school and lay by the pool all summer. (laughs) But they're like, nope, if you're going to work, that's fine. I stayed, I worked for her for almost three years and learned so much just about myself and about, you know, working in business, professional setting. I mean, I think it's something that's completely taken for granted now. Uh, People coming out of college just don't know how to hold themselves in a professional business lunch or a dinner or any kind of business meeting, right? So I feel like I was learning all these skills. And then long story short, it was a long commute to kind of work with her. And I found a job, um, which was still property management, but it was in commercial real estate. And I was like, oh, I can kind of transfer this over. Um, And I did. And I went into the commercial real estate side, managing office product. And I did that for, gosh, 14 years uh, from there. And that's a long time. There's a stretch. That, that's a bit of experience under your belt. I mm-hmm. started as a project project coordinator where I was kind of the low person on the totem pole. Got my real estate license six months later. Got promoted. Got promoted. And then just kind of moved on to, you know, kind of more exciting opportunities. Wait, wait, wait hold on. I, we're going to pause. I always, I always have to pause my guests, okay? I hear and got promoted and got promoted and got promoted. And you say this, this is rolling off your tongue. Like this is an everyday experience. Okay, okay fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. No, let's celebrate that for a moment. Let's talk about the fact that, you know, you fell into a situation where a woman inspired you, right? And I think that yeah. that saying applies here where like, you know, the teacher appears when the student is ready. It wasn't a path that you had charted. In fact, you didn't go to school for real estate or anything like that. And, you know, yeah. along those lines, I want to, I love to, to cite quotes on this podcast. There is a, a prominent Christian teacher, T.D. Jakes, and he said once, the world is a university and everyone in it is a teacher. Make sure when you wake up in the morning, you go to school. Right. And I love that quote because that is really a testament to that, you know, look, education and diplomas and degrees, I mean, those things have value. I'm not discrediting that. But what I will say is that the experience in life, the ability to learn and stay curious and to really work hard, because when you're saying, and then I got promoted and then I got promoted. That happened and that's real. Mm -hmm. And that's because you showed up at your job in life. You were essentially going to life school. Right. Yeah. And this is where the changes begin. So there you are in the commercial real estate space and it's growing and expanding because you're discovering skill sets you probably didn't even know you had early on. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think just having, you know, having the ability to be, to your point, open and learn and be, you know, some of my best life lessons honestly came from that first commercial job, right? I learned very early on one of the very first clients was one of the toughest clients I ever had in my entire life. I learned two things, never lie and never be afraid mm. to say, I don't know the answer. Yeah. Because this was a person that if you went in there and you tried to BS and you tried to tell him, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, this is right. He would find out that you did not know what you were talking about so quickly. But if you went in there and said, you know what? I don't know. Let me get back to you. He was Okay. No problem. Let me know. And, you know, let me know later. That's fine. So yeah, those two things, I've absolutely stuck by those two things my entire career, never being afraid, especially as a woman, it's hard for us sometimes to be the only woman in the room and say, I don't know. 
but it's so much more valuable to say, I don't know, let me get back to you. And I think people respect that so much more. Yes, people definitely respect authenticity. And I'll tell you what, the minute that somebody thinks that you're not being authentic, you're on their radar in a bad way. Totally. And then everything gets judged, right? So let's talk a little bit about being a woman in commercial real estate, because it's still male dominated, even though there's a growing female population there, right? So you know what I want to address? Because, well, people will be able to see you on the clip. I'm looking at you and and I've gotten to know you. You've already referenced your what, 5'11"? Yeah, you're Mm -hmm. 5'11". With no shoes on, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... You are tall, beautiful, statuesque. You are. You. you are all those things. I've Thank met you. you in person. And I remember my first impression was like, wow, she's really beautiful. You know, I, you know, <laughs> it, you, you know, you. you have a presence about you. And that's a great thing as a woman. Is it a great thing in a male dominated industry, right? Because are they thinking, well, is there beauty and brains? Could this be the full package? Right. Right. I mean, you've probably had challenges around that. It gets you in the door. It can get you in the door. But I've always thought, too, you have to keep yourself in the room. Right. It's what's up here and what's here that you stay in the room for those reasons. And you probably consistently surprise a lot of people with the depth of your understanding about the market. Not because you, you, by all appearances, and again, the listeners are just listening to this, you you look very well educated, like in terms of life experience and everything you've done. There's nothing ditzy looking about you, but you are beautiful. (laughs) You are, you're, you're more like model material, right? So not everybody's born (laughs) with the genetics that you have. Well, but that's the truth, right? I mean, I can say that as a five, four and three quarters uh, size woman, (laughs) three quarters (laughs) and and, and short legs. And, you know, uh, it's like, I I was not blessed with the genetics (laughs) that you were, but I was blessed in so many other ways. So I'm okay with it. But looking at you, Jessica, you could be like, wow, look, look, she has it all. And you do have it all. Hello, my WTF friends. I've got a quick empowering question for you. Ever find yourself wondering if you're truly leveraging the full scope of your abilities in your professional life? I'm Danielle Sprouls, your ally in navigating the unique challenges many women face, from mastering public speaking to personal branding and navigating the complex terrain of gender inequity in corporate culture. At Unscripted Pivots, we transform your ambitions into reality through personalized coaching accountability, and innovative problem solving, I'm here to catapult your career and help you make a significant mark in your industry. Ready to ascend to greater heights in your career? Well, visit unscriptedpivots.com and let's start a conversation that celebrates and elevates your ambition. We had a conversation over lunch, and this was a very surprising fact about you that I did not know, is that you shared with me that you're an introvert. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, how could somebody so successful and so beautiful be introvert? Like, if anything, this woman should be overly confident. And yeah. you're not. You're not. Right. You're very humble, I, I, probably to the other, ex- the other you know, extent. And um, tell us a little bit about what that's like and what it was like when you were growing up being an introverted person and how that could yeah. be misconstrued to other people. Yeah. So being an introvert, and I would even call myself like an extreme introvert. It's interesting. So you couple that with someone who's tall. Growing up, I was, you know, always the tallest person in my class, tallest girl by far. So you couple being an introvert with being tall, 
people will sometimes look at you and think like, oh, she's aloof or she's stuck up or she just doesn't Mm -hmm. care to know anyone. And that's not true. Walking into a room, whether it's women or men, whatever it is for me, I am not the person who can walk up and just start a conversation with someone, you know, at a cocktail table at a networking event. For me, that is me like sitting in my car for a couple of minutes, almost like psyching myself up to be able to walk in there and be like, okay, you can do this. It's an hour. You can talk to people for an hour and then you can go home and you can have quiet. So for me growing up, it was always a thing of people actually looked at me and thought like, oh, she's kind of like stuck up and either my parents or a friend would have to be like, oh, no, no, she's not that way at all. She's just very, very introverted. And I don't, even though my parents understood at that time, kind of that I was that yeah, way. Yeah, maybe even not been that quiet. term of art, but yeah, yeah. but she was mm-hmm. quiet. Shy. We would have used the word shy. Shy. Yeah. yeah, she's shy. So it's really interesting. Yeah. And then kind of going through business in that same sense, it's like, okay, I can go to business meetings. I can sit at a table. I can, you know talk about a deal. I can talk about women in the, in the industry, whatever it is I'm sitting there talking about. But then honestly, like I'll walk out and it's just kind of like, a, okay, right? Like that drained all of my energy. And I'm so envious of people who are the opposite, who are extroverts, who go to events and are around people and get energy from that. And like, just it fires them up. And for me, it's just like, okay, like it's, it's done. Like, you know, and it's never that like, I didn't enjoy myself because I'll go to an event. I'm like, oh, that was so great. But it's still just like, so draining on me. So to be in a position, even you mentioned the like um, women in uh, Globe Street, mm-hmm. the Globe Street nomination, that kind of thing. Those things for me, even I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want to have my face on the front page. I don't you want people yeah. like seeing me. No, yeah. those are not my, um, it's not my preference to be in that position. I'd rather kind of be behind the scenes. But now in the situation we're in as a business owner, you don't really have that luxury, at least not yet. I no, don't have don't. that luxury <laughs> when there's only three, when there's only four of us. So it's, it's hard, but yeah, I think growing up like that and it actually took me until probably like in my thirties to understand like, that's what I was, right? I wasn't aloof. I wasn't, you know, not friendly. She's just very introverted. And so being in, you know, being in these situations, being on panels, sure, I can like, I sit up there and I'm like, yes, everything's, you know, I love it. Everything's great. But then afterwards, I'm just like, okay, I'm exhausted. You're drained. Right? It's not that I'm unhappy. It's a, it's draining. Yeah. I, I can tell you as an extrovert, I'm definitely more extroverted by nature. And we know what we know, right? So yeah. I could easily make assumptions that people that aren't are probably, you know, less approachable because they don't want to be approached because right. they don't like me, not necessarily because right. they just don't like the situation. And as I've been speaking to more and more women, not only on this podcast, but just in conversations, I have been very surprised to learn over the last couple of years, how many very um, successful women who are on panels, who have a big voice, who are writing books, and they've really put themselves out there, how draining it is. Yeah. And uh, so I've become informed and sensitive to the fact that this, what I experience and I feed off of people. So when I'm in a room that actually lights me up and it refuels me to tell you the truth, not to say I don't get exhausted. I know what that looks like. And I also need to recharge, but I actually like that thing. And I'm in my comfort zone when I'm doing that, that I assume that the women who do it well, really like yourself are doing it with ease. And that's not the case. Right. No. Yeah. And I think it's really important to get that message out there because I know some women, you know, here in Orange County that are highly successful and feel less equipped because it doesn't come natural to them. And the more women that come out like you that are, you know, big wigs, for lack of a better Mm -hmm. word, uh, (laughs) that say, yeah, you know what? This is actually hard for me. And if I'm being quiet, it's not because I'm not prepared. It's because it's taking an emotional toll, right? Yes. So it's interesting 
that you've aligned yourself with your life partner. Okay, so you're, you're you've co-founded Div Industrial with um, your husband Nick, and it's wonderful because who knows you better than your husband, right? And True, that yeah. you can take that professional dance out there, and he will anticipate or feel and react to when it is that you need to step up or step back, and he probably gives you the room to shine when right. you're not even asking for it, right? I imagine that's probably <laughs> pretty helpful yeah. that he's not going to, you know, uh, plow over you because he, uh, you know, I've only seen him a couple of times and really in professional settings where he is presenting and he appears to be doing it um, with some ease. And so he does. Yeah. He is not an introvert. Yeah. He is not an introvert, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> he, to your point, absolutely. We had just, we had a kind of a road show a couple weeks ago and it was, you know, morning, breakfast, afternoon meeting, dinner morning after right it was just every single day was just booked and he said at the end he's like I know that was a lot for you and I really appreciated that right just at least he didn't even have to say that it was just this is our job this is what we have to do but the fact that he stepped out and said like I know that was a lot for you like when we get home like you know we don't have to go anywhere we don't have to see anyone or do anything for a day so for me that was super helpful right to be heard that's probably one of the first times in my life professionally anyway because you would never go, I would never go to a boss. I would never go to an employer and say, just so you know, I'm an introvert, right? That That's not something yeah, I would right. ever do, right? <laughs> I'm never going to put that like crutch on myself. I'm going to go to every meeting they ask me to go to. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to sit in front of whoever I need to sit in front of and carry myself the same way. So yeah, you're never going to put that out there. You're never going to get up on a panel and say, just so you know, I'm an introvert. So I apologize. No. But once you get to know the person. Well, it's true. But I mean, what I'm going to like, what I'm going to call you out on is I think it's really important when we have a certain aspect of ourselves that may not be readily understood that you're mm-hmm. not alone and that you do share that. Not that you begin a That's panel true, discussion yeah. as you're presenting. Hi, guys, I'm an introvert. And you actually right. like, <laughs> look like you're weakening yourself. But that can always be worked into your conversation so that, you know, women can understand that they can have that introverted personality and yeah. still be highly successful. I would love for other women who feel that way, right? Yes. And yes. Think like, oh, I can't do this or I can't get up and speak or I can't go to this event. Like you can, you know, yes, it's going to be draining for you, but that's fair, right? You're allowed to then feel exhausted after. And that's your own personal, you know, your own personal that's feeling. Right. And then it's about recharging, Yeah, absolutely. Like the exercises I'll do for myself are a lot about like boundaries, right? And I've learned a lot about that. I know it kind of got buzzy the last couple of years, but I set boundaries in those six circumstances, right? Yes, you are going to go, but you don't have to go to the happy hour after, right? You don't have to gang up with a group of people after and keep the party going. You don't have to be that person, but you're going to go, you're going to show up, you're going to contribute. And then you're, so I'll kind of do that for myself, right? I'll say like, you're going to show up, you're going to be at every single event, but you can excuse yourself you know, later in the night or something like that. Boundaries are so important. And once we recognize where we have to put them in our lives, then the next step really is to honor them ourselves because it's so easy to renegotiate that because we can get consumed by, oh, is this, how is this impacting my business world, you know, my company or, you know, my colleagues or, or, or now your stepchildren, right? So it's about honoring them that keep them consistent and familiar. And I have done that in the last couple of years and it has been a game changer for me, Jessica. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. because even as an extrovert, I can go that extra mile. And then just over time, I'm thinking, why am I doing that? Because the the quality of the experience starts to suffer. So I'm right there with you, like do as much as you can and then pull yourself out. Yeah, I think that's terrific. And as a mom, I think you can relate. You want your children, especially daughters, right? You want them to have those experiences and to push themselves, but also to know it's okay to try new things. We're going through that right now. I'm a 12, Mm -hmm. 12 year old and a 10 year old stepdaughter. So we're going through those experiences of like, we want you to try new things, but it's okay to have boundaries while you're doing it, right? You're going to try it Mm -hmm. and you can come home after. And if you hated it, you can tell me you hated it, right? But I'd love for you to try this. I don't know. You just said you have, how old are the girls? (laughs) 12 and 10. Buckle up. Buckle up, okay. I, so I have, oh, yeah. yeah. We're having lunch with a broker last week, and he has two teenage daughters, and he just looked yeah. like he was, you know, just going through it. And I said, as a former teenage daughter, it gets better. I promise you, like it will get better. Yeah, that, well, it, oh, it does. It, it totally does. And you know, I want to touch upon that, right? Like, and then you know, what is it to be a career woman and also a mom, right? Now these these mm-hmm. kids are under your care on a consistent basis, and they've really, you know, you're you're not like I don't even like the word stepmom. I like to say you're a bonus mom. <laughs> that they get mom. to have yeah, one other like one. Too. Well, you are. Yeah, you're a bonus mom, and but but you are a mom, and you're you're stepping right into it. It's kind of cool that you did it by a couple years earlier than when things get interesting, because interesting they get. Yeah, uh, I have four kids, and I think I shared that with you, and a lot of my listeners know. There's four of them. There was three boys in a row, and then the girl. And I thought that I had motherhood down after three boys. I had you know a track record and some experience. I had zero of that when I was raising my daughter. <laughs> uh, daughter girls are yeah. very different than boys, and yeah. you know my daughter started really you know kicking my ass. Probably that when she was 14, she just one day turned around and looked at me like she was tolerating me. And, you know, it can happen <laughs> overnight. So if you experience that, don't take it personal. And as you know, that too shall pass. Yeah. Uh, she, my daughter's 24. She's brilliant. She's well, she's just, uh, she has all the things I don't have mm-hmm. uh, in terms of being very organized and very, uh, she just creative. She really is something else. I bring her up because she's also very much an introvert. Yeah, you told me and that. for a long time, I could not understand why she couldn't go out and network and, and the power of networking so that she could grow a career, especially coming wow. from the East Coast, now living, you know, out in LA. And mm-hmm. this is, this is the fact of life. And so I am so fascinated. The more women I get to understand, I'm like, that's hard for you because it doesn't even occur to me uh, because it's not hard for me, but also because it's like you don't act like it when you're in the presence of. Mm -hmm. And so she will do great in public settings and then need a day. Okay. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. That's okay. So the message out there to all the, you know, our WTF ladies is that that's okay. If you need to recharge and you're an introvert, doesn't mean that it has to keep you back from doing the things. If you want to learn how to do, you know, be on a panel, public speaking, all the things that make the average person, including myself, uncomfortable, that all of that Mm -hmm. is doable. So that's so cool. So let's talk a little bit more about commercial real estate. So with your vast experience in commercial real estate, where do you see the future of industrial real estate like heading? And like in that regard, how is Div, how are they positioned in that trajectory? Yeah, so we're absolutely still super, you know, super behind industrial real estate. We think, um, you know, logistics, online buying, all of that is only going to continue and increase. Uh, you're seeing so many more stores, you know, your typical stores, your Targets, your Home Depot, your Lowe's. I mean, those stores are still having positive returns, you know, things are still going Mm -hmm. forward for them. 
One of our biggest markets is Phoenix. We love that area. I did for my job previous to starting Div. Um, I ran leasing and asset management in Phoenix. So I know that market. I love that market. It's probably my favorite to work in. But the Taiwan Semiconductor, who's the biggest semiconductor maker in the, in the world, has started a plant there. So they're coming to the U.S. They're bringing suppliers. They're bringing manufacturing. All this just to the market of Phoenix. So Phoenix is booming. Vegas and the suburbs around Vegas are all still booming as mm-hmm. well. We're super positive on industrial. We think, you know, with where the banks are right now, things are a little hard when it comes to lending, obviously, for us, um, even sure. on our two current deals. Yeah. But we don't, there's, we just don't believe there's any way that, you know, e-commerce and logistics are going to go away anytime soon. It's scary when you see what's happening in office. I came out of the office market. I was in the class A office market and just mm-hmm. the exodus of tenants, the exodus of, you know, we work possibly like leaving, you know, leaving the market completely. Um, those things are scary. Yeah, it's definitely scary in office, but we see, you know, we see industrial, we see logistics still, you know, still being a huge player globally. And and, and at Div, you look at raw land, right? Undeveloped yeah. land. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just land. Yeah. Yeah. You're, and then you're building from the ground up. Yeah. Right. Tell us a little bit about that business model. Yeah. So we're not looking at any existing assets. We kind of, when we started the company that we thought we would, we thought we would reposition assets, buy older buildings and kind of revamp them. Um, and then we kind of just shifted towards land and everything we were seeing, all the deals we were li- liking that we were seeing were just raw land. So we're buying land, we're entitling that land for industrial, and then we're going through mm-hmm. the entitlement in the building process. Um, one thing we're super proud of is everything we build is going to be LEED certified. So we've already partnered with the USGBC. Yeah, we've already partnered with USGBC on their LEED volume program. So we have an approved spec through USGBC, just approved a couple, um, maybe like a month ago, mm-hmm. um, that as long as we build to those specifications, we will have a lead platinum building. So we might not always build all the way up to lead platinum just because the market isn't demanding that, especially in industrial yet, but we're absolutely always going to build to likely a lead gold. And we think that's going to help us um, retract tenants, better tenants, better quality tenants. Absolutely. And also just be a better neighbor in the communities that we're in, right? We want to be, we don't want to be an eyesore, in any, in any neighborhood that we're in. We want to be, you know, the best building on the block. We want tenants to go to five different buildings, but remember our building when they see it, right? They want, we want something to be memorable. We want them to want to come um, and be our tenant long-term. Sure, you're creating a brand. Absolutely. You, ha- you have the relationships and now you're really creating a, a sustainable brand. Yeah, and we want it to stand for something. This is just terrific. And then uh, when I'm thinking back to the panel presentation that you did for Crew, Commercial Real Estate for Women, which we're both members in Orange County, go Crew! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So my understanding is that then you you buy the undeveloped land and then you build it all up to specifications. That's no easy process with all the logistics and legalities around getting it entitled. I mean, you do the hard work for sure. And then it really isn't your intention for a long hold, right? So you position it for sale. Yeah, we want to get those buildings leased as quickly as we can. And then, yeah, we would probably, you know, look to sell them shortly thereafter, just so that we can continue to keep doing the same thing, right? We want to build the building up. We want it to have, you know, the lead specifications. We want it to be, um, you know, a a jewel in the area, if you would. Uh, Mm -hmm. Get that lease, get a tenant in there with a good solid lease, and then we'll take that out for sale um, and then recycle those profits to buy the next, you know, the next land, whether it's in the same area or in a different market. All right. I have a question. What has been the greatest surprise in like in a joyful way 
about this project. You're talking about pivoting from thinking you were going to buy existing assets to understanding that the business model was going to shift over to raw land. What was like one of the things that occurred? You're like, oh, damn, that's good. You know, and that kind of furthered that. Yeah, I think the time we saw the first set of renderings from our architect where it was actually like a building out in the middle of the desert in the middle of nowhere. It was like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. like this is a real building, right? I mean, all, leading up to that, it was literally just, it's a desert out there, right? You've got a mountainside, you've got desert, you've got a highway mm-hmm. running through it. It's not even a freeway, it's a highway. But you saw those mm-hmm. renderings, not yet, but, you know, not the, yet. the landscape, <laughs> right? The landscape and the trucks yeah. are all there and there's a gate fence around, you've got signage, all the stuff. And you're like, oh my goodness, you could be driving on the freeway and just drive by and there's nothing. And then you just see this, you know, these beautiful two buildings, you just see them right there. And it's almost like, you know, you have those like lights going up, So I'd say that, and then 1A, I'd say to that, we drove out there actually two weeks ago when I was in Las Mm -hmm. Vegas and we have our giant leasing sign up. So that is super cool to see like people are driving on the highway and they're seeing this, you know, Div Industrial available for lease sign. It's black and green. It's our colors. And it was super special. Like it made it real, right? You have your like, it's like you have your flag in the dirt finally. Yeah. So both of the, I say both of those things were probably super special. It's just amazing. You're like imprinting the area, you know, with your your creativity, you know, the team at Div Industrial, and it's only just begun. Yeah. We're super excited. Thank you so much for coming on today because getting to know you um, just in this past year has been such a joy and to learn like who you are behind the scenes, right? There's, there's just so many, um, so many nuances to you that I just think are the coolest thing. And so in the show notes, we'll put how people can get in touch with you. And then perhaps anybody out there who's thinking about, you know, leasing some of these properties after they get built or like in the area, you know what you're doing. Um, You know, please think of Jessica, think of Div Industrial and watch this company grow because grow they are. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Before you go, I really want to thank you for joining me today. I really do appreciate you. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to rate and review Unscripted Pivots on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps me improve and reach more listeners just like yourself. And remember to subscribe to stay updated on future episodes released every Wednesday morning. I have more great content and stories from WTF women coming your way. Until then. Hello, my WTF friends. I've got a quick, empowering question for you. Ever find yourself wondering if you're truly leveraging the full scope of your abilities in your professional life? I'm Danielle Sproles, your ally in navigating the unique challenges many women face, from mastering public speaking to personal branding and navigating the complex terrain of gender inequity in corporate culture. At Unscripted Pivots, We transform your ambitions into reality through personalized coaching, accountability, and innovative problem solving. I'm here to catapult your career and help you make a significant mark in your industry. Ready to ascend to greater heights in your career? Well, visit unscriptedpivots.com and let's start a conversation that celebrates and elevates your ambition.